Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Are you blessed, highly favored? Well, you're not, huh? Oh, I see. You're not blessed. You're not highly favored. Okay. Is Jesus your Lord? Oh, I hear it's five. Okay. My goodness gracious. How about the rest of you? Who's your Lord? You know? Okay. Isn't fellowship so good? Amen. It's so good. Well, come to IHOP and you can continue to do that. <laughs> come, come to IHOP you can continue to fellowship all you want to. I tell you, it's, it's a good thing to fellowship. Today, we want to continue in our study of the epistle to the Ephesians, uh, the letter. And we are finishing up the practical steps to this book. We started with, the, uh, with our position in Christ, then went to our practice in Christ, and we're ending that. Then we'll go to our protection in Christ and, and the power we have in Christ, and we'll do maybe one or two messages on that, and we'll close it out this month. Now, we st- said, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 1 in introducing uh, this section that we're doing today. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. And it's very important that we understand that God is calling us to humility. He's calling us to uh, tolerance for one another. He's calling us to love one another. In chapter 5, uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And that's the title of the message today, is be imitators of God as beloved children. And it also tells us to walk in love. And let's go to verse 5. It says, For this you know with certainty that no immoral, impure person or covetous man who is an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be protectors of them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of goodness and righteousness and truth. This is very important, verse 10. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Now that's important because that's what we want to do uh, today is we want to know what is pleasing to the Lord and that he's telling the Ephesians here uh, today, what is pleasing? Now we've gone over a lot of things that's pleasing to the Lord, but he has some more today, what really pleases him. And, and I tell you, one thing that pleases the Lord is that we understand authority. And we understand how to walk in authority. We understand that uh, God is a God of authority. There is no society that's going to be an orderly society that's going to operate without authority and submission to authority. You just can't have uh, just a haphazard uh, a society where there is no authority whatsoever. And there is no submission to, to 
to anybody. Everybody does, everybody's going to do their own thing. That, that society is not going to make it. But see, here, God is saying something. So let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. Let's go there first and see what it says about uh, that. Uh, in, in, in verse 1, it says, Be imitators of me as all, uh, I am also of Christ. Now I praise you because you remember me in everything and hold firmly to the traditions just as I delivered them to you. Verse 3. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man. And the man is the head of woman. And God is the head of Christ. And, and of course, if you, I'm not teaching on that. But if I was teaching on that, I would tell you that. Uh, you know, you, obviously, you know that every man is not the head of every woman. We know that. But it is speaking of, of, of basically of, of the husband-wife relationship. Uh, but it says that in God the Father now, he's the head of Christ. So is Christ going to be under authority? Is Christ going to be submitted to the Father? Is Christ going to do his own thing? Or is he, does he have a head? He has a head because it says so. Okay, now, if Christ has a head, this, this tells us something here about authority. It tells us that, that Christ has an authority. But it, but it also, because we know that the Godhead, um, what the Godhead is and how it works, we, we, we know that, 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 that Christ is not inferior, inferior, inferior to, 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 to God, really. We, we know they are equal, don't we? They're all God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We, we know they're God. So we, we know that there's equality there. And so we know that when we talk about when we talk about authority, when we talk about submission to authority, we're not talking about uh, uh, someone being smarter than somebody, someone being inferior to somebody. No, we're not talking about those things. We're talking about just order. The order that God has set in society. God has an order. And that's all we're talking about. And, and so even in, in, in politics, uh, like the United States here, we have, a, we have a president in the United States. Well, uh, we're supposed to respect and honor that position because their position is a position of authority. And, 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 and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Let's go to, let, me, let me go to another place. Let's go to Romans chapter 13. Oh, let's go there. You, 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 I know you read this many, 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 many times. It says in verse 1, Every person is to be in subjection to the government authorities, to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those which exist are established by God. So we know that God establishes authority because God wants order. And it says, therefore, whoever resists authority is opposed to the ordinances of God. And so we know that if God establishes authority, we know that we need to be submitted to authority. But we know that all authority is not Godly. We know that, don't we? All authority is not godly. And, and he didn't say that. He didn't say all authority is godly. He didn't say that. He said that 
all authority is from God. Uh, so, so man is the one that corrupts most things. Uh, so we know that we can honor the position without honor the person in that position. Is that right? Yeah, we can do that. And so when you see a Christian that's not honoring a position of authority, you have a, you have a Christian that's not following the word of God. And that's what we want to make sure we're doing because it's, it's pleasing to God for us to understand authority and submission to authority. Okay, let, let's, let's go uh, now to Genesis. That's a good place to go uh, because it's a way to start in point. We'll go to Genesis chapter 2, and we see in verse 16 that the Lord commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And then the Lord said, um, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Okay, so uh, so we're not speaking on that either. We're just speaking of, of, of just this first part here, this, these three verses. And we see that God commanded something to be done by the person he created, Adam. And we see that he uh, made him a helper suitable for him. And so we know that then both of them need to be obedient to God. Who is the authority in charge of this thing? Adam, Eve, God, Satan? Who's in charge here? God's in charge. God is in charge. He's the one that created man. He's in charge. So, so Adam is supposed to recognize authority. And he's supposed to be submitted to what? Authority. And the way you submit to authority is that if the authority says something, Adam, don't eat of this tree. The tree of knowledge is good. You can eat any tree in there. I mean, there's all these trees. They're all good and good for food. And they're, they're beautiful. You can eat anything you want. Just this one tree, this one tree. It says, don't eat of that, man. Don't eat of it. And, of course, you know if you have children or been around children, <laughs> you tell them, don't touch that. You turn your back in there. You know, they, they, they got the hand, they're ready. They're going to touch it just, just to see what's going to happen. You see? Well, that's, that's sometimes that's what we do, and that's what Adam and Eve did. And we know the results of it, that they did die. In dying, they died. And we know that they played the blame game, didn't they? Play the blame game. So God comes to the one who's supposed to be in authority. Adam, where are you? All right. Where are you? Now let's look at it in verse 8 of chapter 3. And you hear the sound 
they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then uh, I guess they, they figure, he's not going to see me. We're hiding, we're hiding behind a tree. He ain't going to see us. Wow. Then the Lord God called to the man. He called to who? The man. Why do you, why do you think the man is, is in the thought of where do you think that comes from? It's the word of God because uh, who did he create first? Man. And then he created the woman to be his helper. And so he's called to the man, hey, hey, dude, where are you? Right? Where are you? He said. And, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Because he wasn't supposed to know that. Who told you? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Do you understand authority? Do you understand submission to authority? I told you you can eat of all the trees except that tree. Have you eaten of that tree? And God knew all he eating of that tree. He knew that. And the man said, where the woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me from the tree. And I ate. Man, how could could I resist it? You gave it to me, God did it. You brought it to me. You said, she's good. So I, I, is that going to work? Women don't appreciate that anyway, do we? Do you all appreciate that when, when a man says, it's that woman? That's who it is, that woman. She's the blame. No. A woman wants a man to say, hey, God, it's me. I'm the one who sinned, and me only sinned against you. Don't, 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 don't women want men to say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Stella, no, say, I'm not, not going to say it. You're not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. It was peanut. It's that dog you gave us. You know, and isn't that what the woman said? The woman said, oh, no, 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 no. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this you've done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. So we understand how authority works. Disobedience to authority started in the garden. And it's still going on today, isn't it? Okay, let's go to today's verse because I wanted to introduce it with basically what God is trying to get over to us. That he is pleased when we understand authority and understand submission to authority. And it's all about order. It's all it's about. It's not about inferiority. It's not about who's smarter. It's not about who has the gifts and who doesn't have the gifts to lead. It's not talking about that. So when he says in verse 22 of chapter 5, that's where we are starting and we'll close this this particular uh, chapter and chapter 6 part out. 
it says, wives, be subject or be in submission to your own husbands. Not somebody else's husband, to your own husband. As to the Lord. As to the Lord. Okay? Now, obviously, who is the head of all men and all humankind? The Lord. Christ is. And so he's saying to this woman, I don't want you to be in submission to the to the husband because he deserves it. I don't want you to be in submission because he's so handsome. I don't want you to be in submission because uh, he's so strong. I don't want you to be in submission because, you know, it, it's just that he he's making you do this. I want you to be in submission because for my sake. As to the Lord. For my sake. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the Savior of the body. It's talking about Christ, not the man. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be subject to their husbands in, in everything. Now you know. Now, I know that means in every respect. It, it doesn't mean in everything. God is going to always draw a line from Genesis to Revelation in obedience to him. You understand that? In obedience to him. When anybody crossed the line of obedience to him, then they are in sin. And you cannot say, wives, it's that husband that you told to be the head of me. He told me to sin, so therefore I sinned because I want to be obedient to what you said. You said I'm supposed to be subject to my husband. So he told me to jump off the housetop, so I jumped on off and I broke my leg. No, 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 no. You don't cross the line of sin, do we? No. So... So, yes, you be in subjected, subjection to your husband as long as he is not asking you to sin. When he starts asking you to sin, you start saying, you know, sweetheart, uh, you know, I honor you uh, on, the, on the position. But, but um, I can't dishonor my Lord because he told me not to eat of this tree. So, see, if Adam had told her, hey, Eve, this is what I want you to do. God told me not to eat of the tree. He didn't tell you. He told me. So, I want you to eat of the tree. I want to see what's going to happen to you. No, no. Mm-mm. no. She, 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 she would say, uh, no, 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 Adam, look, look. I understand. I honor you. I honor you. You know, but I'm not going to eat of this tree because God told you not to eat of it. And when he told you, he's telling me we are one flesh. Uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. Now, if you want me to do that, you go to God. And you tell God to come and tell me that I can eat. Of course, you know he's not going to do that. Okay? So we, we stop everything as, as sin. Then he says to husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, that's a command, isn't it? It's not a good suggestion. Husband, I suggest that you love your wife just as I love the church. 
you can do that if you so please, if you want to, if you feel like it today. No, he says that you love her just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So now I want you to give yourself up for your wife. And you don't have to commit suicide. You don't have to die for her. But what I want you to do is to be to her just like I am to the church, which is includes you, husband. And so do I raise my voice at you? Do I push you around? Do I try to get you to do things you don't want to do to sin? No. I'm very nice to you. You be nice to her. Well, well, well God, you know, she is just honorary. You know, she won't cook what I wanted to cook. She won't clean what I wanted to clean. She don't do things like I like them done. Well, die to your own selfish desires then. Because you don't do. And if he, if he start naming the things that we don't do, uh-huh, uh-huh. you don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. So we're supposed to do this thing. Because husbands got to be in submission to our head, don't we? We got to be in submission. Everybody has to be in submission. So if we're not in submission, is it, to be a woman married is a hard thing because she has to try to honor the position and respect that position when sometimes, man, we don't even deserve it. Well, I, I take that back. Most times we don't deserve it. Okay? But God is working on us just like he's working on you, women. He's working on all of us to get us right so that we will be able to love our wives just as Christ loved the church. And so everybody needs to, you remember from Ephesians 4, be tolerant of one another. We all need to be in humility and in love, don't, don't we? We all need to do this because none of us have arrived. It's, it's, a, it, it's not a Fifth to fifth the relationship. Because I hear some young people say, uh, I want our marriage to be a fifth to fifth the relationship. No, it's not it's not no fifth to fifth the relationship. It's a one hundred percent obedience to God on your part, one hundred percent obedience to God on his part. But I understand what that means is that we're gonna share things fifth to fifth. Well, uh good luck. <laughs> Because it usually doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. So somebody, uh, usually in a marriage, is going to suffer some time for a while until God uh, gets them right. So uh, you young people, you know, I hate to tell you this, but uh, that's the way it is. Uh, but God, by his grace, going to get us right if you marry somebody in the Lord. Not in the church, in the Lord. Just like you don't, you don't 
drive everything that's in the garage. Is that right? You go in some people's garage, man, there's some of everything in their garage. And 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 you can drive an automobile if it's in there, but but you know. So everything that's in the church is not a Christian. Everybody in the church is not a Christian. And I'm telling you that not as trying to judge anybody because because I told you before I was in the church and was not a Christian. So it's just the way it is. Then it says that so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, that he may present to himself the church in all his glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he would be that she would be holy and blameless, so husbands ought to also love their own wives as they do their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. Now that, that that's a very interesting interesting there. I don't know too many men that and me included that that really about washing your wife with the water of the word every day. That you might present her back to her Lord and her Savior without spot, without wrinkle, or any such thing, but holy and blameless. And see, some wives who know the word, they'll say, are you going to wash me today with the water of the word? Is it what? Come on, man. Am I right? Oh, it's got quiet in here. This is not a marriage seminar because we, we, we're doing a marriage thing in, in my house. But they, um, am, am I right? Men. I'm talking to men. I, I, you know if I ask the women, they say, yes, you're right. But that's what, we're, that's what, that's what Christ does for the church. We're supposed to love our wives just like Christ loved the church. So Christ loved the church enough to to present her to himself without spot or wrinkle. Well, what are we doing to aid that process, men? Are we making sure we, we uh, carve out some, some time for her to have a, a quiet time, a devotional time? You say, well, I work. Well, when you come home from work, do you say, hey, hey sweetheart, don't worry about cooking today. I'll get something. I'll get something brought in today, and and I'll, I'll go get something, and I'll take care of the kids today. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll bathe the kids. I you know I'll, I'll I'll make sure the homework is done. You just go and and get quiet before the Lord. Have you some quiet time? I know you've been been, been slaving all day at work, and I know you you don't want to cook and wash the dishes. I wash the dishes. I do all that stuff, baby, because I love you. I want you to be with the Lord. The, 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 I'm not going to ask, but I know that does not happen much at all, if any time, in people's houses. Come on. Not that we don't do things to help our wives, but it's usually not to give us some time to do that. Then he says that, so husbands ought to love the wives as their own, of their own bodies, he who loves his own body, 
of his own life, loved himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Do we nourish and cherish our wives? Do we protect her? Do we care for her? Because we are members of a body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, shall cleave his wife, or be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and a wife must see to it that she respects her husband. And he says it's a great mystery. A great mystery. A mystery is something that you should not reveal until later on. And so now he's revealed it to you. He's revealed it to us. This is a great mystery. What's the mystery? I'm speaking of Christ in the church. You think I'm talking about marriage? I'm talking about Christ in the church. Because what he's saying is that what I want you to do, I want you by your marriage to show all the world the gospel. By just your marriage. You, they, they, they don't have to hear, hear nothing. They don't have to hear nothing. They, 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 all they're going to do is watch. And they're going to see how Christ treats his bride. They're going to see how the bride responds to Christ. They're going to see the gospel walked out in every married relationship. That's the mystery. We're supposed to be mirrors so that people see how Christ treats the church. And they'll say, well, wow, my, my, my. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be saved. I want to be loved like I see is going on over here in this house. Right? Because I see, I see how, how he treats that woman. Boy, my goodness gracious, he treats her nice. Woo! My goodness gracious. I hope my daughter marries somebody like that. You know? And then, then you say, well, I got a son. Now, woo, my goodness gracious, that woman, she honors that man. She respects that man. Boy, I want my, you know, son to marry a, a girl like that. And, and, and it's a, how did y'all learn to do all this stuff? How did y'all? It's because there's Christ in the church. We're supposed to be uh, presenting to everybody Christ in the church. I'm treating my wife just like Christ treats his church. My wife treats me just like the church, like the body of Christ treats Christ. That's all we're doing. It's a oh, my goodness, I want to be a part of part of that relationship. Who wouldn't want to be part of that relationship as much stuff goes on in the world? You know? Come on, is you're not treated like that in, on a job. Guarantee you, your boss don't treat you like uh, Christ treats the church. No. You, you get sick and can't work. He'll get somebody else. Send you a rose. Maybe. Say, oh, man, they, used, they were really nice when they used to work here. <laughs> You did all that slave for all those years, and you don't get nothing. Chapter 6, verse 1. Still talking about that relationship, aren't we? 
Their relationship, authority, submission to authority. He, he's talking about how are we going to relate in this society. So he starts with the husband and the wife because the husband and wife are supposed to be the examples. You know, if, if, if we get that right, everything else is going to fall in place. Six, one, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise. See, it's all based on, 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 on Christ, our relationship with him. So that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and, and instruction of the Lord. So it's still that, that relationship. Why should children obey their parents and honor their parents? Because the God says so. The Lord Jesus Christ says so. That's the right answer, not because they make me and they'll whoop me if they don't. I don't do that. Man, uh, man I, I won't be able to play my, my board games. I won't be able to play my computer games. Man, they're going to take a lot of stuff from me. No, you, don't, you, you obey because God says so. You got to understand. You got to start teaching your children uh, honor and respect. How do you do it? By example. Because they see your example, how you treat your wife, how your wife treats you. And they just fall in line. They ask, they, because you, you tell them that the whole time. Uh, no, no, hey, son. No, no, no. God says that you're so, to honor me. You're to obey me. God says right here, you obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. God says that. So if I tell you uh, don't, don't eat those cookies that I left on the table, I'm cooking them for, for, for you know, to take to the Jefferson house. Don't eat them, son. And the son said, hey, I'm not going to eat those cookies because my parents said don't eat it. And, and my parents gave me the directive and God told me to honor and obey my parents. So I'm not going to eat those cookies. No, I'm not going to eat them. Now the dog, now he might get one, but I'm not going to eat that cookies. I'm not going to eat them, see. Then it goes on to slaves because they had slaves back then. Slaves, uh, and I like to, to, to uh, put it in the perspective of, of like now, uh, employers, employees. It says, slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh for fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ, not because they are your masters, not by way of our service as men pleases, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Everything is about God. That's what it's about. Hey, the boss is coming. Hey, yeah, let's act like we're working. No, no, no. You're working for Christ. Verse 7. With good will, render service as, the, to, as to the Lord and not to men. Everything is about the Lord. Knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same things to them and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven. And there is no partiality with him. And that's the same thing he told the father. Don't provoke your children to anger because their master and your master, their father and your heavenly father is in heaven and he is not going to be partial. So he's telling everybody, authority, 
submission authority is all about me. It's not about you, your marriage, your children, your work. It's about me. And so that's what he's telling me. And he said, that's pleasing. That's pleasing. So that's what I wanted to share today. And then we got in verse 10, we'll start next week, the protection and power of belief. And we, we don't have but um, a few more verses to go to. And I tell you, whew, this is good, good, good. Good, good, good next week. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because you're going to miss something that's going to make all the rest of the stuff that we've been talking about work. You're going to make it work. (laughs) You cannot make it work. You can't make it work. You can't make it work without what I'm going to share next week. Can't. Impossible. It would be great if we could make it work without them. I wish there was never a devil. I did. No principalities and powers, rules, no evil. No, I wish it was. No, but it's not. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.